I just stopped swimming. Oh, okay. I like this fit. Thank you. Appreciate that. You bite this? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of cute. <laughs> oh, shit. We're recording. <laughs> Hey everybody! Start again. Hey everybody! Hey everybody! Hey everybody! Welcome back to the Corn Boys Podcast. I'd like to welcome you back to our second episode. Where this episode we will be talking about the NFL draft, the Oregon spring game, and much more. One of those things being the Casey Thompson transfer portal news, which is very exciting if you do I say so. Okay, welcome back to the Corn Boys <laughs> Podcast. Um, Experimenting with some new tactics there. My name is Archie Roden, and I am with my co-hosts. Myself, again, sorry, right. Jackson. Boken Jackson Bokenkamp from from Nebraska. All right, okay. Hen diggity dog over here on the left. Sturdy Sprout. That's right. And we shout out to How are you feeling today? Everybody's back. Everyone's pretty familiar with us after a full episode. I would now. say so, 46 yeah. 46 minutes. 46 minutes. Oh, actually, I think it was 48 minutes. 48 minutes. Sorry, I don't think. So, uh, anyways, we'd like to welcome everyone back. How are we doing today, boys? Good. Henry's on his phone. I am, you know, we, we started focused. the podcast without any, you know, no, everybody ready. We had, so a great, we had a great introduction. Was, we do have a great introduction. That I had to take care of. Okay. That work being uh, texting certain someone, huh? Yeah, my mom is, you know, a really important person to me, and I really want to make sure that she uh, is up to date with my, my activities. So. Um, we, we'd like to make a special announcement, too. So there will be a Corn Boys reunion happening this summer. In the beginning of July, uh, July 1st to the 5th, I believe, is the dates. Made it official today? Made it official today, yep. We uh, consummated that today. Oh, did we? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or, you know, whatever sure. the term is. That, that Made it official. Archie booked his flight. Yeah, right, so I, yeah. I booked my flight, headed from uh, Portland, Oregon to uh, Kearney, Nebraska. Culture shock awaiting good old, here. Good old Key Lime Airlines. Good old Key Lime Airlines. I've heard a lot about Key Lime, Key Lime Airways as well. Great snacks. Small plane. Small plane. Everything you want. Yeah. Those two things. No assigned seating. Mm. Only you know for the sh- the mere the measly price of two hundred or actually three hundred fifty dollars. One way there, that I will hopefully be getting reimbursed by my grandfather. That's that's the hope at least. But um, we'll see. See how it goes. Do we have anything planned for today, or is it kind of just rambling? Yeah, well, that's that's jamble. one of the things that we were going to talk about. So it's it's kind of rambled jamble today, some might say. Right. It's been a busy week. It's been a busy week. It's midterm week here at the University of Oregon, Skodux. That's right. Ow. 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 Quack. <laughs> Ow. Um, anyways, Henry, what have you been up to lately? Oh, just, you know, forgetting about my assignments that are due, and so doing them last minute. Shout out mom and dad, thank you. Um, <laughs> Actually, I think we should shout out someone else. Henry, would right, like to give yeah, a special I, shout out to I, anyone? You know what? I really appreciate my athlete friends who came in clutch today. With the... Can we give her a full name, please? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Shout out Libby Moore, helping me out Libby with Moore. my... Uh, shout let's go around for Libby out. Moore. <laughs> me out Oregon with soccer, women's soccer. Yeah. That's Henry. not relevant, but... Well... <laughs> <laughs> it is now. It yeah. is now. Jackson, what have you been up to today? 
I well, we got express aroma today. We did get express aroma today, and we nice. did steal donuts from the uh, University donuts. of Oregon Education uh, Networking Fair. Left thirty minutes early for a networking uh, opportunity where we where we did not network. We, uh, not we got free donuts. Shoved donuts in our face. So. Yeah, so it was a good it was a good deal, I would say. And unfortunately, Henry Shadwick was unable to join us, but. He would have been there. He was there in spirit. <laughs> he was there in spirit. Yeah, so, so again, so like I was saying, you know, today is kind of a ramble jamble episode. What sports have been happening this week, last week? So, well, we got a lot of sports. It's been it's been a week and two days since we've done our episode. Uh, it has been a little bit of a, uh, you know, it's been a while. We weren't able to record on Tuesday. Tuesday's a busy day. Me and Jackson have a... Uh, Table tennis, shout out you or University of Oregon Table Tennis Club. Drop a follow, please. Drop a follow, please. If you drop a follow and you uh, DM us with proof, then uh, you actually get entered with a chance to win a $25 gift card. About an hour ago. Yeah, Henry did do that, and he did DM proof of him following the account. And uh, ever since our last post a couple days ago, we have actually improved our following by 25. But give myself a round of applause. Archie Roden. There's a little transition into some sports, a little table tennis action. A little table tennis action. We are actually going to Portland for a tournament, or I am, but Jackson bailed, so uh, fortunately that's the case. But yeah, some sports this week. We've got NFL draft to cover. I think think we've got to start with draft. Well, let me... Sorry, I'm not done yet. Oh, okay, go ahead. We've got NFL draft to cover. (laughs) We've got some NBA playoffs to cover as well. Got some interesting stuff. NBA MVP was announced as well. That's bullshit. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We've got Nebraska Cornhusters. We've got Casey Thompson transferring. And we've also got the Oregon Spring Games to talk about, among probably other things that will come up through the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, things that we'll give our own personal takes on that uh, will have everyone in agreement because our takes are the best on the internet. So, out of every podcast, there's probably what, 60,000 podcasts at least? Maybe more. Maybe more. But, easily you know, the Corn Boys are the most consistent and probably the best podcast. Most easily most consistent. <laughs> easily yeah, most the consistent. the second episode is always the hardest is what they say. That's what they and say. Is, so. That is what they say. So, let's talk about the NFL draft. We, actually, we have a, quite the story for the NFL draft. We had quite the setup going. It was a beautiful day here in Eugene, Oregon. Shout out, Eugene. 70 and sunny. Can't, can't have to much better than that. Sitting on a lawn with a bunch of people playing the NFL draft on the speaker. still have a dirty blanket. It's not been washed yet. Yeah, the Jackson's uh, blanket has not been washed. It smells a little poopy and grassy. Oh, okay, yeah. I, well, yeah, that's, I didn't tell you about some things that happened with that blanket. I think that's how we'd like you to remember Jackson throughout this process. For for the audio listening. (laughs) (laughs) Just thinking of kind of a poopy smell. What? (laughs) (laughs) All right, sure. Um, so NFL draft, Archie, your mock draft, how well did that, uh, build up? Bad, bad, Um, you know, some of the things we predicted, we were all in agreement that Bryce Young was going number one overall. We got that right. One for one. We started one for one. We did get that right. I think we were kind of all in agreement that CJ Stroud should not have gone number two. Mm -hmm. Um, and then second best quarterback shouldn't have gotten number two. Second best quarterback, but you know, as Michael Lombardi says, it's a one quarterback draft. It was not worth taking CJ Stroud. Um, and I actually agree with that take, Love to be to honest. Hear that from you. So uh, it's interesting. I feel like my whole philosophy has shifted. Um, not really, but <clears throat> anyways. So then we also had the Texans make a shocking move. I think I, I kind of thought that the Cardinals were going to trade down. I think they had yeah, a lot of teams calling. And apparently that was the case because the Cardinals got a King's ransom for their third overall pick. The Texans gave up their first their first round pick next year, 
along with number 12, and I believe something else. They gave up like a third <clears> or fourth round. They gave up a lot, but their first round pick this next season is really fucking valuable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Archie, you mentioned Michael Lombardi. He said something interesting on his podcast recently, and <coughs> insider M. Lombardi NFL at, uh, <laughs> on Twitter. Um, he said, you know, the, the, the staff and um, the coaching and the, and the general manager really liked Will Richardson. I mean, excuse me, Will Anderson, the linebacker from Alabama. They ended up taking the third overall to trade with the Cardinals. Uh, but the owner was really pushing for C.J. Stroud. He said that it would be a bad look if you take um, a position player before the quarterback. And so they got Stroud, they locked him in, and then they just blew everybody out of the water with the trade to get them ensure that they got the defensive player that they wanted to build around the coach that they have, who's a defensive-minded coach from San Francisco. Right. And I thought that was interesting. And it's, it's interesting that they took C.J. Stroud. You know, we, we, we talked about them maybe taking one of those skill positions at two and just um, letting the Cardinals – give it to somebody else and waiting and maybe having kind of a bad year and letting that good skill position player learn to develop with the team and then maybe go for somebody like Caleb Williams who could be in the next draft cycle with this next year of quarterbacks being potentially pretty strong as well. Um, but they definitely feel like they got their guy, I think, because they they were pretty confident with a big, bold move. Yeah, the fucking the fifth grade test taker. Yeah, well, he doesn't take tests. He does okay. So. Right. But so the other thing that I thought was interesting about that trade, especially, was that, you know, I was expecting maybe the Texans, you know, when they took CJ Stroud, maybe they're going to do a Cardinals a couple seasons ago where they took Josh Rosen. And then the year following, they took Kyler Murray because they got the first overall pick. You know, I thought the Texans would have liked to keep on their, their pick, you know, just in case, um, <clears throat> just in case, um, uh, CJ Stroud pan doesn't pan out, yeah. and they've got a backup option. You know, if, if CJ Stroud sucks and they, you know, they threw the dart, but you know, maybe it doesn't hit, but then they can take Caleb Williams a year after and trade, trade him away for a second round pick. I mean, trade Stroud in. away, but they're all, they're all in on Stroud. So if he does not work out, then uh, Casario is out of a job pretty quickly. Yeah, but, but you never know. Like, it could work, and he could be a genius. He could be. He could. Genius. You never he, know. He could, but the other thing is that I don't think the Texans are really setting him up to succeed this year. Sure. They have a porous offensive line aside from Larry Tunsil, and their wide receiver core is bad, to say the least. I mean, I don't – who do they even have? Who is their number one receiver? They just got the Alabama receiver who had cancer, I believe, and he's returned to practice. Mm. Um, but I can't think of his name. He hasn't produced any in the NFL. He's a rookie last yeah, year. Yeah, he was a rookie last year, he didn't play any snaps. Mechie, John Mechie? John Mechie, that's right. But and then who else do they have? They have Nico Collins from Michigan, but that's two guys that are very unproven and not. Yeah, I don't think they make this move. With, uh, Dalton Schultz in his, in his first year. Um, you know, I think this might is kind of a. Is this his first year ever as a GM? Or no, it was his last. Years. Yeah, his first year was a couple years ago. Okay. But it's just an interest. I don't know. It's just it's an bold. interesting move. It's, it's a bold. really bold move by the Texans, and then. Uh, four, the, the Colts, I think everyone kind of thought they were going to go with Will Levis. And uh, they went a different direction. They went with Anthony Richardson. How are we feeling about that? It's definitely different from their status quo. I think we've talked about it a lot. The 6'4", tall white guy, they can throw it really well. they definitely switching it up with – it's going to be dangerous backfield with Jonathan Taylor and Anthony yeah. Richardson. That there. rushing attack is – and behind one of the best offensive lines in football too is going to be Both guys crazy. can really run it. Anthony Richardson can still throw. He's got a good arm, so – It'll be interesting, really to see good what, arm. interesting to see what they can they can do with that. 
Yeah, I think it, it works well with the offense coordinator. You know, he, he was with the Eagles, developed Jalen Hurts. Um, so it's, yeah, that's, probably that's true. A similar system, right, mm-hmm. with Hurts. And um, I guess the Levis thing, you know, it wasn't there. And, uh, it wasn't there for a lot of teams. <laughs> it was, that's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Predictions were way <clears throat> off on that one. I think a, I think a lot of people uh, did not have him going into the uh, second round. Yeah, I what it, well, there was a stat. It was like there's like a 98 percent chance that he was picked in the top 10, mm-hmm. something like that, by ESPN, and then he fell all the way to the second round. Yeah. I thought the Titans might have picked him at 11, right? And the Titans ended up picking him with their second round. Well, I mean, pick. good for them. Like, no they get no, the guy honestly, that you would even think that they would take at 11. It. I mean, I, what a lot of people thought they were going to go with at number four, the betting odds favored to go number two. I mean, the hype was real, and I don't know what happened, but obviously something Reddit, happened. Reddit lied, I think. Reddit lied, and uh, his coffee and mayonnaise was fucking weird, and the way he eats a banana. I think NFL scouts are probably a little bit afraid by that. but Yeah, pretty uh, pretty funny, though. I mean, you never want to hate on a guy, but you know, he said that there's that clip of him talking about how he doesn't want to be the guy. Just be in the draft room and waiting all, all yeah, the time. The the camera camera oh. and he turns into that guy. You know? That's brutal. That's, you gotta feel you, bad for him. You gotta feel That's bad right. for him a little Especially bit. Especially that he he's aware of that <coughs> right. like possible situation and it actually pans out. Like some of those guys that you see that that happens to are just kind of like, oh, what happens? Like whatever. And he's mm-hmm. like a very aware of like. Yeah, hyper aware of it. I mean, he he said he wasn't gonna attend the draft if that was the case. <laughs> Look at what happened. Yeah, but I mean, he's still winning because of his girlfriend, of course. Of course. Right, his girlfriend did go viral on Twitter. On not well, her, well, not really. The, the, the girlfriend's the girlfriend's taking more dubs in her Instagram followers account now. So. Has it gone up? I would believe so. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jackson actually knows. So no, I don't know. So, but I, I, <laughs> you give her a follow. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no comment on that one. No comment. no comment on that one. Um, and then I think we should just talk about some of the bigger picks. I yeah. mean, are there any picks that you you know you want to talk about? Christian Gonzalez, <coughs> Patriots, go Ducks. Um, Quite the fall, and yeah, what a pick to the Patriots. Yeah, so I thought best the maybe the best. A lot of people think he's the best. We'll see. How far? How far did he fall? Seventeen. Seventeen. The Patriots really? even traded wow. down with the Steelers and still got him. Well, that's good. There and get, yeah. also, what's interesting is that the. The commanders took a cornerback immediately before, and the cornerback that they took is six foot one sixty. He's small, yeah. really small. So that's a big risk that's, on their part. That's and the one thing you look for in the NFL is like size. <clears throat> like talent in college is a big thing, but like it has to translate to the NFL. All the guys, are yeah, big. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons that Peter Scaronsi fell to the Titans at yeah. eleven because the Bears could have taken him, but they thought he had too short of arms, so they let him slide. So that was going to be my next question. <laughs> You're a Bears fan. They took a duck. Um, no, they didn't. They yeah, they took. Uh, oh, oh, Noah kind of, Sewell. What kind Noah of Bears Sewell. fan? In the are fifth you? round. Okay, but I'm saying besides Noah Sewell, what do you think about the draft? How do you feel? I well, when I, actually, when we were watching the draft, um, the Bears, I think it was the the Falcons picking at eight, and I was like, please take Jalen Carter because I did not want the Bears to take Jalen Carter. Right. Even though Jalen Carter is such a good player, I feel like his his off-field concerns are just too much. And especially for a young team like the Bears, new GM, new head coach, you need guys that are proven, you know, good character guys. And I think – so when I when I heard that the Eagles were trading up with the Bears one pick and we the Bears picked up a fourth-round pick next year, which is significant but not the biggest deal ever, you know, we traded down and I knew that the Eagles were going to take Jalen Carter. And I felt like – I knew it was safe too because he was obviously like – 
one of the better talents that was remaining at that point. So for right. him to, for the Bears to at least like concede where they were at, you definitely right. knew that like, okay, we're fine. We're he's not. We're not going to take him. Right. So after the Eagles traded up, I knew he was going to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And when the Falcons passed on him for Bijan Robinson, which is another interesting pick, yeah. um, you know, I, I knew the Bears. I wanted the Bears to take Darnell Wright going into the night, yeah. and that's who we took. So I'm I'm feeling yeah, pretty I'm good happy about for it. You for that, that's a cool feeling. Yeah. When, when it is a good feeling. What you want to get the guy, right? And it's and now it's not to say that I know anything about like college scouting. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not like a guy who watches film and is like, oh, I know, you know, he's got really good technique. But everything I've heard about this guy, he's a good character guy, really good athlete, good size, six six, three twenty. You know, big athlete, zero pressures allowed. Will Anderson, who went third overall to the Texans, who they, again, gave a king's ransom for, said that Darnell Wright was the best tackle he'd played against in his entire college career. And I think there's something to be said about playing the SEC as well because, you know, obviously the Big Ten and other Power Five conferences are big, but the SEC is just on another level of competitiveness. Yeah. And yeah. guys from the SEC translate to the NFL way more often, I'm sure. I don't know the stats, but I'm, I'm sure that that's the case. Mm-hmm. I think if uh, on the other side of that, Jalen Carter, if he's going to be successful at any team, it's probably going to be the Eagles. Right? Yeah, they have a bunch of Georgia guys. Um, they the Bull Eagles, as they like to call them. <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah, um, and then man, their defense line is going to be crazy next year. They have Jordan Davis, who was with Cox. Um, the Dogs. Yeah. Um, and then they also they also had Nolan Smith who like oh, tested good. off the charts at the combine like mm-hmm. similar to Anthony Richardson just blew everyone away fell to them at thirty mm-hmm. I mean it's such an Eagles draft and of course you know the rich get richer because they got Jalen Carter and uh, you know they're playing with house money on that one because that pick <laughs> came from the Saints and they uh, I don't even know what trade that came from honestly like I can't even think of a big player that was moved it must have been years ago honestly. Mm-hmm. But they, you know, they they use that to their advantage, and they just took a shot on a potentially the best player in the draft. So good for them. Yeah. But and the Bears could have done that, but I'm glad that they didn't. Um. Yeah. Some running backs also went off the board really early. Mm-hmm. Um. Bijan Robinson, first of all, to the Falcons at eight. How do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, he's good, right? Um, Lombardi said it's not the talent that you dispute, right? A lot of these guys are really talented. They're that's not the question. It's just how you team build. And I think that's kind of a concern for Falcons is that they've taken a lot of... Yeah, their past three players. drafts yeah, have been Drake London, Kyle Pitts, and now Bijan Robinson. Yeah, so I don't know that I necessarily agree with how they're doing that. Um, maybe get another line guy or someone on the defense because they've, they've been pretty bad at that uh, position lately. I don't know. I also don't really get the, the Lions drafting running back, but then they traded Swift to the Eagles, so they're missing That's some true. kind of concern. Yeah. Uh, they must have known something that we don't, I think, with Swift. Because we talked about that. We're like, what are we? What are they doing? They have Swift, and then they traded him. So. Yeah. Well, they also signed David Montgomery to the biggest running back contract that was given this offseason. Mm-hmm. So, and David Montgomery is a good back, you know, he's a good, you know, running back. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's interesting. I feel like they reached on Gibbs a little bit at 12. Yeah. I think... I really wanted them to take Christian Gonzalez, and that would have been a great pick for them, I think. Especially because they traded Jeff Okuda to the Falcons for like no, you know next to nothing. Yeah, it's just interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, what, the, what was Bijan's size again? Did we he's we big. Sure. We he's thought, like six I didn't foot. I thought he was small, but he's 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 beefy as hell. He's Bijan stocky. He's, stocky. he's nice. Texas had some other running back. Who was it? Maybe a couple of years ago, who was really short and quick. 
can't remember his name. Bijan, Bijan's quick. He's just yeah. he's short. He's not. I mean, he's not short. He's for the NFL. He's short. He's six foot. He said six foot. That's I mean, pretty big for a running back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, guess. I mean, Jameer Gibbs is like five ten. Yeah, but they. I think the the Bijan's Lions are. Yeah, you've got. He's like a power back. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are kind of comparing it to like if Saquon Barkley was coming out. Like mm-hmm. he's that level of yeah. prospect. He's, so, he's strong and he's quick, so <clears throat> can't really. He's going to be really good. And as a fantasy football player myself, I will definitely be drafting him. Really? Because I think he's going to get a lot of playtime with a very inexperienced quarterback, Desmond Ritter. Yeah. I, I think Bijan is going to get a lot of touches. Lot of, you're not yeah. concerned about Cordell Patterson also being on that team? I mean, not at all. No. Yeah, that's where I disagree with you, man. Because Cordell Patterson is is not even – it's like comparing apples to oranges. Cordell Patterson is a wide receiver converted to a running back. He still wears a number 84. A, a running back does not wear the number 84 right. unless you're a wide receiver. So he's he he's their third down back. But you can't argue that Cordell Patterson is not a better running back than he was a wide receiver. No, he like, is. There's a reason that he's been playing running back. There is. Yeah. But, I think Bijan comes in and what, they split time? Or? No. No, Bijan is the number one back. Yeah. yeah. Undisputed. I, well, I guess I if think, they're taking him at eight. Yeah. yeah if they're taking him at eight, he is the number one back. Yeah. No, just no, no speech about that. I just didn't. I just don't think there's a need. I think Cordell's. There's fine. not a need. He'd be great. He, I had him. On they need to build around. They got to. Well, well, they also they also have the BYU guy Algier who was really good last yeah. year for the Falcons. Like exactly. I don't know why they took him. They have glaring needs everywhere else. Yeah. I mean, I think they were in a position to take best player available. Yeah. And they didn't do that. So I, you know, I wouldn't have been mad at them if they took Jalen Carter. That would have been a great pick. Yeah. That was a good spot for him. I mean, I don't know. Because the NBA. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about the NBA. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if I've said it yet, but I'm a Nuggets fan and um, got to be pretty pleased going up 2 0 on the Phoenix Suns with how talented they are. Dude, they got KD, uh, Aiton, Booker, and Chris Paul, and we're up 2 0. We got two at home. I think there's a good chance we can take one on the road in Phoenix. Jamal Murray popped off in the first game. Um, Jackson, you and I were watching the same game at the mm. gym. and they were down ten for a while. I was getting concerned, but yeah, it kind of shows. It kind of shows that a couple of these, like we've seen over the last couple of years, that these super teams haven't really panned out for a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of it's chemistry with teams that like have been together. The Nuggets core has been together for a, a little bit, you'd say, right? Like, yeah, they, yeah. They've had some experience in the playoffs that haven't panned out recently, but they seem like they're doing really well this year and against a Suns team that's kind of not thrown together, but like has a lot of big names, but just. Hasn't haven't quite been able to get it done. You also don't have any depth. True. I think that's a big deal. Where well, the Nuggets do have depth and they have a lot of yeah. versatile players. Where the, the Suns are like, well, in the first series they were like playing their starters, an average of like forty minutes a night, yeah. and that's not sustainable in the playoffs. You have to have some level of depth. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Suns are just so top heavy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and to be fair, Chris Paul has been out right. He's been injured um, for part of that series, but. I don't know if he's mo- as much of a factor as he yeah. used to be. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think though that there are a lot of upsets. Like the mm-hmm. the conference semifinals now has I think for the first time ever it said that there was yeah like a one through eight seed every yeah. single seed is in the conference semifinals. That's crazy. Kind of an awesome stat, honestly. It's really cool. It's one through the, eight. It's good for the teams that are up there, like the one seeds and, and it is Boston and Denver really because I guess if you're if you're Denver and you win two more games, you go against the six or seven seed, which obviously they have like history of being good. LeBron and Curry are both insane, but same thing with Boston, like or or 76ers. So 76ers, you win there, you get 
Miami or the Knicks. So yeah. Both two kind of inexperienced teams. So. I think if you're Boston or the Sixers, you would feel pretty good about your chances. You win, I think totally. if you win, you, I think if you totally. win this series, you're making it to the finals. Yeah. No doubt. And if you were to tell, if I were to ask you, either of you, what NBA team do you think would most likely to pull off an A1 upset? It's the Heat. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, they've done it the last couple of years. They've well, gotten really close. I don't know if they've actually done it, but. No, they did do it. They Because they, they did it yeah. against the Bucks the year before they won the championship. Because after that season, I remember there was a lot of scrutiny for Coach Bud. Yeah. He got he was fired like, today. What? Yeah. Breaking news. Who? Uh, Bucks head coach. Budenholzer missed him. Or, you know, whatever really? fancy wow. they want to say it. But, well, yeah, because yeah. when they lost to the Heat a couple of years ago, they you know there was a lot of scrutiny, and then he proved the doubt is wrong because then he won the, the ring. The only reason he was still a coach is because they won that championship. Yeah. Right, and then of course this year, the Bucks were actually my pick five. to win it all. You're losing five, like it's bad. As a one seat, as a one. And Giannis yeah. was to be fair, Giannis was out for game one. Mm-hmm. I think that set the tone for the series. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy's a man. Holy oh crap. my And the culture that they have. He, I mean, Gabe Vincent's playing huge It's minutes. awesome. Yeah. I mean, who are these guys beating Giannis and this Bucks team, the number one seed in the East? That's it is cool. pretty cool. For them, you like to see the underdog story from the other side of the East. Mm-hmm. Like either either in the Knicks or the Heat. Like, whatever comes out of there, you kind of, not hope, but like, kind of hope that they beat. I'll be rooting for them. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Be, I'll be rooting for either of those teams to make it to the finals. Yeah. That'd be cool to see. Both those teams want to get back to there. Yeah, no doubt. And the Knicks especially, who have been like a total poverty franchise for the last, not the foreseeable future, but, you know, whatever that term is that I'm looking for. Recent history, they've been awful. So, I mean, good for the Knicks, honestly. Should Should we talk about our man from Oregon? Mr. Uh, oh, Shanghai Sharks Brooks. Dylan Brooks. Oh my fucking god. Way to get yourself out of the league. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you lose a job right there. Oh boy. That whole entire series that he was talking shit. It was just is just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, he's going against arguably the best player of all time. That's another debate. Uh I don't think he is, but um, Oh, hot take. I don't think it's a hot take. I think it's a valid take. I think it's Consensus. We don't have to get into that. No. But yeah, that's the, the top two players of all time. Man. Yeah. And then to not back it up with to not player. back it up with anything. He yeah. I I saw a stat, he was the coldest playoff shooter out of every single player that has played minutes in the playoffs. Yeah. Dylan Brooks thinks he's Kobe. The way he and like the shot he does. takes, the way he talks. He just doesn't have the game to back up, which is too bad because man, I I love an Oregon product. But. And for a lot of it too, you think that like he almost talks like this just to get into the media and like like to get like people like us just talking about him. You know yeah, I mean? no. But, but if, <laughs> people like us, exactly. <laughs> like media, media, media. Yeah, man. you know yeah, we're yeah. part of the media now. But, so, but like, it's crazy. If he would have backed it up a little bit, he would have been like, "This is crazy." This dude that like talked yeah, to LeBron backed it up, right? Yeah. But like now, it, it's a huge risk for him because now he's gonna be out of a job probably because Memphis doesn't want him back, and I don't think a lot of teams want that negative. No, the team. no, so no team wants. It's gonna that. be it's gonna be an interesting off season for sure. Interesting Fourth of July <laughs> for. Uh, Dylan Brooks. I will be interested to see where he ends up. If he ends up probably, anywhere. Probably in the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> he made enough money. He can retire now. Yeah. Good luck to his agent on that one. Yeah, holy shit. I saw it. It was kind of funny. Well, Sham Saranya tweeted um, that, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies are not bringing back Dylan Brooks under any conditions. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dylan Brooks' agent actually responded and oh. said that he's got, like, no place for that. And then one of the comments that I saw was, like, Imagine working your whole career just to become Dylan Brooks's agent. <laughs> Good yeah, luck. That's rough, man. How the hell do you defend that? How do you pitch a player to a team that needs a, a wing? 
Yeah. Like, yeah, I got this guy who talks a bunch of shit, doesn't back it up, mm-hmm. weird shooting form, weird hair, weird style, yeah. bad locker room presence. Sounds, sounds, like you're, sounds like you're describing Draymond a little bit. Weird <laughs> shooting form, doesn't talk a lot. He backs it up. He backs it up. He backs it up. He'd call himself the best defender in the league and then he'll guard LeBron like nobody's business. Yeah, yeah he's proven it. Dylan Brooks is not. Dylan Brooks is not, nothing to prove. But also, like, a couple seasons ago, we were talking about the Grizzlies as, like, one of the uh, one of like the top young teams in the league. Mm-hmm. They and just haven't proved it in the playoffs at all. No. They just and, can't, they can't get anything going. After, after the whole John Morant thing and after this Dylan Brooks thing, I, I would not be surprised if the Grizzlies had a severe down year next year and, mm-hmm. you know, were maybe a six or a seven seed. Like... Yeah, I, I don't know that I'd go to that great length. Um, they got a lot of They talent. did have the they've, Defensive Player of the Year. So. Yeah, and yeah, they've, uh, great. they've developed really well. They have. Um, Good head coach, young head coach. Yeah. yeah. Actually comes from the Bud system. Know, does he really? Yeah, he's a Bucks assistant coach. Before wow, this. did not know that. Yeah. Um, actually, as we were recording this, it is 7.47 p.m., Thursday, May 4th. We should, okay, by the way, editor's note. We should, uh, we should... Uh, state that before every podcast like welcome mm-hmm. this is uh, right so in previous is, in, in future podcasts we will uh, we'll be sure people to let know you know what's going on where we're at with things right 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 now when we're talking should we just restart then whatever yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys welcome to the corn boys right now. I'm just hi everybody uh, but yeah welcome as of now right now corn boys what, podcast warriors are beating the lakers by 20 right the, after the lakers beat after the lakers them, beat the game warriors one. with jordan pool's Interesting shot choice with mm. what ten seconds left on the clock. But do you? Here's the thing. I haven't as much as uh, Jordan Poole's at fault for taking that shot. It, I think a little bit goes a little bit of blame should go to Draymond. You know, if you look back at the play, Curry passes it. You know, when he's getting double teamed right to Draymond. Draymond quickly turns and gives it to Poole. I mean, mm. why not wait a second? Let Curry make his move. Come back the ball. Give a little handoff. Get it back yeah. to him. I mean. Paul took the shot, but Draymond gave it to him. And I mean, he went the other yeah. direction from his. Yeah, I don't know. Jordan's such a love hate relationship. He's a toxic kind of guy. You love him and you hate him. He makes questioning decisions, and he also make he also sets people on their ass. So, it's yeah. a flashy player for yeah, sure. Yeah, he's flashy, and you love to see it. And he sometimes reminds me of Curry a little bit with how he can drive to the basket and finish and stuff like that. But at the same time, he loses game one of the semifinals. But that's okay. Uh, I saw I saw a funny tweet that was uh, Jordan Poole got his bag and turned into Ben McLemore. <laughs> well, it's probably because there weren't any babes. In uh, I was just kidding. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Golden State needs to do a better job of getting their tickets to yeah. uh, some cuties for him. <laughs> yeah, Chase Center's gonna deliver. Yeah. But that's why he plays at home, man. Yeah. You know, but but they did lose at home, so interesting. But they're gonna. It is interesting. Lakers, the Lakers the road, stole home Lakers, court, but the Warriors are gonna steal right back. So interesting. Are they? Yeah. I are they? The LA baddies will show up for. Uh, oh, definitely. Going on the sidelines. <laughs> Actually, I think uh, Staples Center. What's it called now? Crypto, Crypto Arena. Com. I think they're gonna be, uh, you know, keeping keeping people under sixes are only allowed. Mm, okay. They don't want Jordan just Poole like, to go just like, just like they stole the uh, what baby powder from LeBron at, at the Warriors game. They, yeah. they took all the baddies out of the Yeah, exactly. The They're taking it away. Yeah. Kryptonite. Right. Oh, at Crypto.com. Crypto. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we're talking here. Yeah. 
Um, oh, okay. So we wanted to talk about, so Henry and I, um, Jackson was actually in New York City this weekend, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But Henry and I were able to go to the Oregon football spring game. Heck yeah. Let's hear, let's hear about your guys' experience. I've heard a little bit. but Well, I'll talk about, I so like apparently, apparently the spring game is quite the, quite the deal in Eugene uh, for its local Eugenians. Um, okay. Yeah, people, you know, they get to parties at 8.30 in the morning. They're drunk by 9. Yeah. A lot of Borgs going on in Eugene this weekend. A lot of Borgs going on. We took a picture. What does that stand for? Do you guys even know? Blackout Rage Gallon. Half half water, half vodka, and then Mio. Is it half? Well, I think it's actually, I was told that it's two-thirds water, one-third vodka. But if you want to get crazy, then you could do half and half. That's, <laughs> the core boys go half and half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's just say we go balls deep. We do not fuck around. We go all the way. So after you guys had your Borgs. <laughs> no, no. Well, the first thing, I mean, there was no security at the stadium when you walked in. Was there? There's like no security? You could well, walk right in with You could literally you walk in with whatever. No pat downs, no middle security. And was what was interesting, crazy. you know, I'm going to do a little story time. It was kind of weird. We, you know. As soon as we walked in, I was like, what the hell? There's no security. Like, I probably shouldn't have said it, but I said, you know, you could bring a bomb in here. Yeah. Oh my God. And then in the beginning of the third quarter, we hear, <laughs> and we're like, what the hell is going on? Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently it was to honor some pilots that had died in Alaska, uh, which is why we did not have a flyover. Mm-hmm. But it was still a little bit jarring, especially after I'd said that. I was like, yeah. holy shit, like, what's going on? But um, yeah, Saturday was a hot day in Eugene. It was pretty sunny out, actually. It was very sunny out. I said that because I got burnt pretty bad on the old shoulders, especially the right one. Uh, oh, really bad. Directly on it. Well, Henry, what yeah. kind of shirt were you wearing? Well, that's that. That's part of it. I was wearing a, a nice cut off uh, <laughs> uh, muscle shirt. Um, right. Ripped up that Welcome morning. to the gun show. I yeah. will say it was worth it. Um, as much as the sunburn hurts, was it worth it's, it? It's peeling. The sun, oh. the guns were out. What were the what were the benefits of that? that sun, that sun's out, guns out. Everybody around. Everyone us. just staring at you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I saw at least three or four people just mouth open. Oh my god! Hanging down. Literally, probably what would you say? Eight girls came up and asked for your phone number. Yeah, ten. I mean, Eight or nine. I'd say fifteen. I don't know if you can count that high. <laughs> <honestly. laughs> uh, you certainly oh, cannot count it on two hands. Whatever it is. <laughs> right. No, it, it got a little sunburned, um, but. It, the game was all right. You know, Bo Nix and, and Ty Thompson play. We were Ty really... Thompson actually was not that bad. No? <laughs> Surprisingly. Encouraging. Um, Looking forward to watching uh, the young kid Austin Novosad from Texas right. play, but uh, a little bit underwhelming. But what do you expect from a high school senior? Not say, much. Yeah. Just graduated <clears throat> high school six months early. so Right. I mean, he literally is a high school senior. He would, It would be like if I was playing out there a year ago, yeah. which is crazy to even think about. So Was it, was it full? Was it very full? It was. It, it was like forty-seven thousand. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I mean, what they packed it out pretty well. So yeah, they did it a pretty That's good great. job, honestly. Um, yeah, we Henry and I were or on the opposite side of the student section for the beginning of it, in the shade a little bit, not too much, but we had actual seats and we were really close to the sideline. Mm-hmm. Saw Marcus Mariota. You know, really? What? Yeah, yeah dude, he was there. That. He was on the sideline that we were on. That's not really. Well, just, yeah. you want to talk about his coaching? coaching. Yeah. Well. You know, it's that the, um, you know, he's the honorary coaches or whatever. He was just kind of on the sideline hanging out. It wasn't really. Uh, no, he was there. Yeah. He was there to get money. Yeah. Well, support the fan base. Well, support the fan base. I think he's got enough. I don't think he was being paid for that. Well, maybe he was. 
Mm, guest you appearance. Think, you think Marcus Mariota needs a check from the University of Oregon? Yes, he does. Uh, he's given yes. the university checks. He's got the keys to the university way. already. Yeah, that's true. Any 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 uh, specific uh, sports takeaways like offense or defensive guys that look good or we didn't pay that? that much attention. We were not. Game. We were talking the whole game. Yeah, no. we went okay. over met up with some of Henry's buddies. It was kind of a snooze on the other side. The, the, the game aspect of it. Uh, right. It would have been. It would have been way more fun if we were drunk. <laughs> Probably would have. Uh, should have participated in the half and half. Yeah. yeah. Well, we did, but you know, we just were heavyweights, so we didn't feel it. Hey, that's right. <laughs> just like turn our heavyweights. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, no, it, it was fun. It was good. Good time. We saved for the whole game, which no one else seemed to do. You yeah. saved the whole time. We saved the entire game. We checked out oh, uh, the that's duck why, store as well. That's why there was a sunburn. Yeah. That hurts really bad. Right. Well, some of us are just committed fans. Thank you. Other right. Some of us care out. more about the team than others. Yeah. yeah, we went to the duck store, got some Gatorades, you know, did a little shopping, window shopping. Mm-hmm. Not much happened in there. But yeah, Oregon Spring game, pretty uneventful. I don't think it changes anything about our season. I think Dan Lanning had a completely different attitude about it than Matt Rule did. I was just going to say, I think that that's totally fine that, that this is a takeaway yeah. from the Spring Because fine, Matt Rule had to, had to do something. There was and Right, he, he needed the excitement from the fans. Oregon. Well, Whereas needed, Oregon is probably going to be in the top ten. Yeah. To start the season. Well, I mean, Nebraska, those guys need the practices. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that right. team is so unexper- unexperienced. It's such a new team. Like, so many guys are new and coaching staff. Like, they needed that time to, like, like feel Nobody like know what team. Jeff Sims looked like. Yeah. Everybody knows what Bo Nix. He played exactly. four he years. Played, yeah, he played Heisman four Heisman. years and probably an NFL draft pick next year. He's going to win the Heisman this next year. <laughs> he yeah. is. Bo Nix for Heisman. Bo Picks is otherwise known. But Henry's uh, looking at something outside. Yeah, there's some squirrels going out of there. Um. Okay. Another should topic we want to talk. We want to talk about Casey Thompson. Yeah. We get, let's Speaking just get in some some, some uh, transfer news too. Transfer news. General. We've got a bunch of transfer news going on. So yeah. should we start with the Jack can kick us off some of the Nebraska news? So, um, we had. I think. Three. Oh wait, can I give my perspective before sure, we talk ahead. about Casey yeah. Thompson too? Well, I get a text from these two fools. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so sad. What is even happening? This is about a week ago. Like I think it was actually right after. I think it was literally after. I think it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. I remember it was like, oh my god, we could have talked about that. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then Jackson was like, next pod, and I was like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And then, you know, Henry's like, oh god, like what's happening? So I look up Twitter. I look up Nebraska. Nothing comes up. I look up. I look up sports. I look up like everything that it possibly (laughs) could have been. There was nothing. There wasn't. There wasn't anything when you looked at the match. There's nothing. Really, nothing well, about it. But I went on to Twitter and there were about eight posts. I was gonna say my Twitter right. and they was said, going crazy. They said, well, maybe not on your Twitter. So uh, then I figured it was Nebraska, but I couldn't figure out what it was. Um, yeah. But then I then I learned. Jackson, will you kick us off here? Yeah, we had a couple unfortunate uh, takeaways from this last week in the transfer portal. Nebraska took a hit. Um, lost Casey Thompson, of course, uh, who a lot of us thought were gonna was gonna be QB one. Uh, I don't know. Did you think he was gonna be not after the game? spring game? But after the spring game, did, yeah, yeah. It, it really sucks to lose him. Um, he's a he's an old guy. He's got a lot of experience. Um, lost him, but you know Jeff Sims. He shows a lot of talent. It's just really now it's ride or die with him because if he gets hurt, if he's bad, there's no really other option besides Heinrich Harburg, who's a like who was like I think last year like the fourth or fifth string guy. So because mm-hmm. we we again lost who else? Logan Smothers Chubba transferred. Purdy. No, Chubba Purdy's still there. Richard mm-hmm. Torres. Richard Torres left, and then 
the other the other guy that was not on scholarship left too. Mm-hmm. The eighth guy, I don't remember his okay. name. But so yeah, we lost I think four quarterbacks in total in one week. So we That's went crazy. from eight an eight quarterback six scholarship room to a what a four quarterback three four. scholarship room, which okay. is insane. So now, yeah, now the depth chart I think looks like Jeff Heinrich. Chuba and then Jack Wochi, who's mm-hmm. the non-scholarship guy. But yeah, so the the quarterback room took a hit, as well as the running back room. If you want to talk about that, yeah, this is really sad, <laughs> man. I was Jackson and I were both really big AJ Allen fans, and yeah, um, news came out he transfers. It, it makes sense. I mean, we, we knew room. somebody was going to transfer. Somebody out of that. had to leave out of yeah. that room. Four he was just guys. so young and so talented, and you know, I heard a good point um, earlier today, which was that. AJ Allen wasn't. He kind of was was a late commit to Nebraska um, two years ago, and that that only part or part of the reason why he he did commit was because of the running backs coach Brian Applewhite. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense. Um, Brian's not there anymore. I don't think he had a great relationship with EJ Barthelli, the, the current guy, the current yeah. running backs coach. And there. with the room being stacked, I mean, why? Yeah, someone was going to leave, so it someone ended had up being him. But yeah. I think he he had fallen in the depth chart a little bit too. With I think Gabe Irvin surfacing a little bit more under Matt Rule, and same with Ramirez as well. I think mm-hmm. AJ was clearly the two, and then going to be the one when Anthony left, when Anthony Grant left. But I think he definitely fallen to maybe be less in the rotation this year, and I think he kind of knew that was coming. So yeah. sucks to see him go, but you kind of knew that that was some somebody was going to leave, and mm-hmm. sadly it was him. So. Yeah, I was told that AJ Allen is an NFL guy, so we'll yeah, see how that pans out. Is. Yeah, yeah, you know the fourth running back on Nebraska's depth chart definitely screams NFL hey, talent to me. You heard so. it here first. AJ Allen will be an NFL player, top five rounds. <laughs> no shot. Top five rounds. Sounds no like shot. A bet here that needs to be placed. Oh, this is a future bet. This is future like two bet. years down the line. I'd be willing to I'll put go, ten I'll bucks go. that he's not top five rounds. Want to go five and five? And sure, it goes ten. Easily. All right. All right. Shaking Hands on. have been shaken. Hands. Hands have been shaken. Nice. <laughs> Who else? We lost a couple cornerbacks, mm-hmm. too. I think uh, Noah Pola Gates left, who was the son of the star guy. And then, so he, he left who was a, as a grad transfer. And then I think there were Braxton Clark left, who hadn't heard a lot of. He was a good guy to high school. So two out of that DB room. And I think we're down under the scholarship limit now. I think we're close. Really? I think we're like, I think it might be three away from the scholarship limit. Mm-hmm. The DB room is still pretty he- heavy. I think we need to shed a couple guys from that probably um, more than anything. Um, but I think we're looking to get under 85. I think we're looking for like 82 or 83 to pick up a guy or two in the transfer yep. portal before, before the season. So we'll see what happens with that. But that's kind of the news on that. This week, I would say uh, AJ Allen and, and Casey being the biggest names by far. No one else, Easily. I think, really. Has I think everyone else fell under the radar. There was a ton of guys that left this week, but those two guys kind of shined brighter because they're the best players yeah. too. I mean, they they are the most some of the most important positions and talked about positions, but they are also the well. The quarterback is the team. most position or most important position. Yeah. And he was the guy. So. He, he was, was the, the starter. starter. Yeah, like that's a big loss. <clears throat> yeah. But I, I think Nebraska will have no problem recovering. I think, I mean, as as a bystander, I literally I know nothing really about Nebraska. <laughs> Apparently, I am. But I think you guys will be good with Jeff Sims. I think I think Thanks watching the spring game, I think he'll be really good. Yeah. But I mean, we'll see how that pans out. 
Only time will tell. And I just, <clears throat> just as I'm scrolling Twitter here while we're talking, uh, Williams Noelli, who's the top defensive tackle in the nation for the class of 2024, uh, just released his top 10, and Nebraska has made the top no 10. No way. Wow. Um, amongst some other power teams, like I think <clears throat> the other list was Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, uh, Colorado, and then I think there were some teams like Missouri that was on because I think that's his home state. So he's a Midwestern kind of guy, um, but Nebraska made the top 10. So you like to see that regardless. Things you love to not. see. Regardless of if he comes or not, it's cool to see that Nebraska is trending in a direction of one of the top guys. So good to hear that he's talking about Yeah, it. honestly. That's something you didn't see with Frost. No. Yeah, exactly. Nebraska is not in contention with these topics. Well, who was, who was the top guy that, that committed Nebraska, had a really good season and transferred to Michigan? What was that guy's name? Ernest Hausman. Yeah, Ernest yeah. Hausman. That's a that's a big loss. I mean, that, that happened a long time ago, but that hurts in the linebacker room for sure. But right, we've added a couple guys from Georgia that hopefully will help. But you never know. The high school stars never really translate to college talent after a year or two, so you kind of don't know what you're getting with some of these. Right. Guys, but. Really briefly, I should have mentioned it when we were talking about the NFL draft. I'd like to give you a shout out to to three Hawkeye players in particular. We got Lucas Van Ness going number uh, 13 to the Packers. Great fit, great scheme fit, just like Rashawn Gary. I mean, very comparable in a lot of ways. Big athletic freak. And then we've got Jack Campbell, who was picked really high to the Lions at pick number 18, I believe it is. Middle linebacker, great position. Love to see that. NFC North, perfect translation from the Big Ten, in my opinion. And then also early in the second round, we had Sam Laporta from Iowa get drafted to the Lions as well. Easy TJ Hawkinson replacement. I think they think they can they can just replace him right there with Laporta. And my so, Bron- and my Broncos with the, their first pick of the draft in the third round with uh, Riley Moss. No. Oh yeah, sorry, Riley, Riley Moss is a white cornerback from Iowa. So we'll see how that works. Side note: twenty twenty four. I was looking at some mock drafts just because, and uh, Hawkeyes have a white cornerback that is projected to go in the first round. Whoa. Crazy. Cooper, Cooper DeJean, I think his name is. DeJean? Yeah. Well, same thing. DeJean. If he's French, it was DeJean. <laughs> like Dijon must be. Dijon. Like Dijon obviously, Robinson. I don't, obviously, I don't know right. enough about we didn't. We didn't know football. that Dijon Robinson was going to be on the We Yeah, we were not expecting My apologies uh, for not knowing his name for the day. Dijon Robinson. Dijon. <laughs> that Dijon Robinson was five, Easy eight, mistake. One, 145. <laughs> that, that's on me. Don't follow Texas football, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, or I guess college football. Yeah, well, yeah. When we were talking about I Bijan do. Robinson, Henry thought he was like 5'6. Like, oh, he's a little smaller. I'm you, there was a Texas running back. I think he was 5'3. That's crazy. But I, I'm sure there's a Texas running back a couple years ago who must have been small, short, just quick. So, as you night. know, speaking of Texas running backs, the Bears actually drafted a Texas running back. Did they? Roshan Johnson, fourth round pick, power back. Great pick, in my opinion. Anyways. Shout out to all the Bears <laughs> listeners who tuned in the Corn Boys podcast. Shout out to the Chicago hey, listeners. It is the Bears. It is a Midwestern podcast. You know, Corn Boys makes sense to be a Midwestern podcast. We got two Midwestern shirts rocking today. We do. We've got Nebraska, we've got Iowa, and then we've got Jackson with his uh, White. puppy sweatshirt. Puppy sweatshirt. <laughs> I'm rocking the puppy sweatshirt today for the audio you know, listener. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the audio listeners. He's wearing a YouTube, white uh, puppy. Not yet. Also, I, I think, uh, you know, next year. So I think, you know, we're not sure how this summer is going to work. But uh, 
next year I've got my own apartment. I've got a one year lease. I think the plan is we're going to have a little living room podcast. Mm. We each get our own mic. I've got a little mixer. Say moving out of the upstairs GSH music room. Moving out of the upstairs GSH music room. That's great. Come find us, actually. Yeah. Gene Oregon, GSH, Global Scholars Hall. Global Scholars Hall. That's 1715. Or no. East 15th Avenue. East 15th Avenue. Yeah, come upstairs. Left left door by the piano. Right. Right. Come say hi. Right. And Jackson, will you play our outro music really quickly? Yeah. Uh, We don't got much to talk about, right? I think we're done, right? Yeah, we can wrap up. I think it's a good place to wrap up, yeah. Turn it off. Hold on. Okay, one second, everybody. Thanks like for listening in, everybody. We really appreciate the support. Tuning in and the Corn Boys podcast. Got to kill some time here as Jackson tries to figure out the piano. Piano's working on it here. This is not going to be cut out. There we go. It was a pleasure. Episode two in the books. We'll see you next week. This was the Corn Boys podcast.